This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is episode 76. I hope that you are healthy and I hope that you are safe and I hope that you are doing okay in the midst of what we're going through right now in the world. I know for us, our county is currently under a shelter in place. So things are weird, things are scary, but I am just doing my best every day to move forward with intention to be in the present moment and do the best that I can in that moment. And I wanna encourage you to do the same. And I think today's topic is going to give you some tools to help you do that. Today, we are talking about fear and more so we're talking about moving past our fears. My guest today is Jennifer Allwood and she is the author of the book, Fear Is Not The Boss Of You. And she also is a business coach and a mom of four. I have been following Jennifer for years and I am always encouraged by her. She is so real, she is down to earth, and she has such a big heart for the women that she helps and the work that she does. And I found when I found out that she was writing a book, I was so excited to read it. And when I found out that the book was not about online business, it's for every woman in every life season, in every circumstance, it's about moving past our fears. It's about moving past that feeling of being stuck, not just in work, but in life in general. And when I found that out, I knew I wanted to have her on the podcast to talk about this concept and to talk about how she coaches women through their fears. Today's message is so timely to what is happening in the world right now. And actually, I just chatted with Jennifer last week. So we did talk about the idea of moving past our fears when it comes to what we are living in today with pandemic and coronavirus, but we also talk about moving past our fears and getting unstuck in every area of life, in every season, whatever that might look like for you, you can apply the concepts that we talk about today to your life. I know you'll be encouraged by this conversation, so let's just dive right in. Here's my conversation with Jennifer. All right. I'm so excited to be welcoming Jennifer Allwood on the show. I've been following her for a really long time and she's got a new book coming out. I'm so excited about that. But uh, we are just going to start out, Jennifer, by if you could tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, that would be awesome. 
Awesome. I would be happy to. Thank you, first of all, so much for having me. So my name is Jennifer Allwood. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I run a business where I coach around 2,000 women every month on how to build a business using social media. So how to get more followers and then how to monetize those followers. Apparently now I also do this with four kids home full time. I don't know when this, <laughs> when this podcast episode is going to air, but as of right now, I am full time, um, you know, educating and wrangling children and doing business from home. So uh, yeah, my husband and Jason and I, we live in Kansas City. We have three biological children and then we are in the process of adopting a five-year-old little girl who's lived with us for the last 18 months. And so that's fun and amazing. And um, I have a large social media following, like a half a million followers. And so uh, in some conversations with a book agent last year, I've always wanted to write a book. And so got with an agent, wrote a proposal, had four different major publishers offer us a book deal and ended up signing with Zondervan Books and have my first book, Fear is Not the Boss of You, coming out in April. I'm so excited for your book. Is that your puppy in the background? Yes. Absolutely. You know what? This is like, this is the new life, isn't it? <laughs> it's just <laughs> podcasting with kids scraying from the chandeliers in the background. And as you know, I just had to get my dogs out of my office before we started this, but it just feels like everything kind of as we knew it is now just a little bit different. So yeah, <laughs> he's, he's sleeping and like making sleeping noises. So. He's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. Sadly, I'm going to try to wake him up. All right. <laughs> okay. He's mad at me for it, but you know, hopefully he doesn't keep doing that. It was, it was a anyway. <laughs> It was better than my dog's barking, I will say that. <laughs> we are, uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's a crazy time, and we are recording right, you know, I guess in the first week for a lot of us in the U.S. at least, that many of us are either social distancing, self-quarantining, whatever. Yeah. So the whole, I don't know, the whole process of everything just feels different right now, and I can only imagine you have four kids at home right now and trying to do what you're doing, and launching your book soon. Yeah, it's, it's presented some interesting things. We had a 12 city book tour I was doing in April and that has been completely canceled because, you know, people aren't coming out and we need to be staying home. And that was disappointing after spending, um, you know, I've taken the last year to write the book and there's a lot that goes in. Like you think the writing part's going to be hard. Writing part's not hard. It's all the stuff that comes after that. It's the editing and figuring out who to send copies to and figuring out how you're going to market it and how are you going to, you know, sell it and where are you going to sell it? And are you going to do a book club? It's like all that stuff that comes after the writing. And so, you know, to know that it's, um, that a lot of that, um, it's that none of that work was for nothing, but it is super disappointing just that the book, well, here's, here's the deal. The book is about fear. Uh, the book is called fear is not the boss of you. And so I don't know a time in our world when we probably needed a book worse on fear than we do right now. And yet, you know, everything's kind of sideways and that, well, God's going to have to do something really interesting in getting it sold because the book tour is off and, you know, and I won't be able to like see people in real life and sell a lot of books that way. We also have a conference that I do every year. We were going to be selling copies of fear is not the boss of you at the conference. And now the conference has shifted to be completely virtual. So, you know, it's disappointing. However, I'm just hoping that um, we have other creative ways that we're going to get this book out into the world. And the bottom line is God's going to do with it what he wants to do with it. And so, you know, there's only so much that I can control as any of us right now in terms of our day-to-day -day life. So we're just taking one day at a time. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's a timely message, even just the title of the book. It's crazy how life as we know it has changed right now. So can you tell us a little bit about like what 
what is the book about? It's called, like you said, Fear is Not the Boss of You. So can you just, you know, give us a little synopsis Um, of it? So Fear is Not the Boss of You is a book I wrote for three different types of women, women that are stuck. Um, The first line of the book is being stuck stinks. Um, Women that are completely overwhelmed. And usually if you're overwhelmed, you're paralyzed, um, you know, with inaction. And women who are scared. And they have a lot of fear and the fear keeps them small and holds them back. So I wrote the book for those three kinds of women. And I have been one of those three women pretty much my whole life, you know. And so I feel like um, when I was sitting down with the different publishers and we tried to determine what kind of a book did I want to write, there were several options. Do you want to write a business book? And I really didn't because it's not a, it's not about business. I mean, does will it help a woman in business? Absolutely. It did. And so we basically just fleshed out that I feel like how I can encourage and help women most, both through my business coaching and then just on my social media in general is really helping women determine um, how and why have they gotten stuck, overwhelmed, and and stuck with fear, and how to get them out of that. And so I feel like kind of my secret sauce is helping women get aha moments on, oh my gosh, this is why I feel like this, or this is why I've been stuck here in this place, or just even helping them realize that they are stuck. We've had a lot of people who, you know, there's like early edition readers, um, Desiree, you know, where you, mm-hmm. the Zonovan sent out a bunch of book to early readers and then we have a launch team. And it's interesting to me how many people are like, you know, I didn't really think that I was someone that struggled with fear until you started like giving examples. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. And, oh my gosh, it's me. Or I really didn't think I was stuck until I got to chapter, you know, whatever. And then I was like total aha moment for me. And so that just um, lights me up and gets me out of the bed in the morning and excites me if I can get a woman to have like an aha moment. Cause I know if you can change your mind, you can change your life. And, um, and it's not just about a woman's life. But you know, if you're stuck, or, you know, terrified, or completely overwhelmed, the people closest to you are all paying for that. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're a married person, your spouse is paying for that. If you are completely paralyzed with indecision, your children are paying for that. It's not just about getting free for us. It's about getting free for all the people around us as well. That's so good. And I'm like, nodding along as you're talking, because I think the current situation that we're in, which I, this podcast is going to go out soon because I just, you know, all of the timelines have kind of shifted right now, as you know. I know. It is like a moving, it's like nailing jello to a tree right now. It is. Trying to figure out anything on any given day. Yeah. It is. I think right now we all are tangibly feeling that, you know, some of us might be feeling those three things all at once right now. The fear, being stuck, feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of of them at once. So with that said, like, I don't want this interview to be all about, you know, how can we how can we step into moving past that in our current situation, but I do want to touch on that. So we're going to come back to that. We're going to circle back around. Sure. I want to talk about just like life in general because let's all hope, you know, real life is coming back. <laughs> I I believe it is. Absolutely. You know, and when it comes to being fearful and being stuck, how have you seen fear and guilt be a roadblock for women. What are some tangible ways that you've seen that? Like, why do we so often stay stuck because of it? Sure. Well, a lot of women are afraid of success. A lot of women are afraid of of failure. And I used to think there was more women afraid of failure than of success, but it's actually, I would say about 50-50. So 
um, you know, since I do have a big social media and I do coach a lot of women every month, I kind of get a first a front row seat to kind of what's going on with them mentally. And it's really never usually about what it's about. And so sometimes people will, they'll have a little side business, for instance. And again, the book is not about business, but I'm just using this as an example. And they'll want to actually turn it into a, a legit business, you know, where it's not just a little side thing. They really would kind of like to focus on it. But half of the women will be terrified it's going to fail. And the other half are going to, are terrified that it's going to succeed. And what, when it and I know for people that don't understand that right now, they're going, why would you be scared of success? Well, a lot of people are scared of success because they're not sure if it's sustainable for them. They're afraid if they start, you know, let's say they, um, let's say they applied for a job that's, they're just, they're a little bit underqualified for, but a lot of times people won't apply for something because what if I make it and you know, what if I don't get it? That's going to be awful. What if I do get it? Then can I actually do the job? So there's a lot of weird things that go on in a woman's psyche. And in addition, I think a lot of us are nervous about, the pushback that we will get from people that we're closest to because it would be great to think that everybody wants you to win. That is just not the case. And a lot of times the people who don't want you to win are even people that are in your family. There's some of your closest friends and there's, you know, uh, there's a whole gang of emotions that go with that. And so I think that so often women will be like, okay, it's just so much easier to stay stuck and, and not do the things I want to do, whether it's, um, you know, go out for your first triathlon, which I talk about in the book, or adopt a child, which I talk about in the book, or start a business, or move across the country, or apply for a new job. Like, it's so easier just to stay where I am, even though I'm uncomfortable where I am. At least I know, you know, what uncomfortable looks like. At least I know this. It's that fear of something, even if I try for something bigger and better, what if I hate that worse than what I do now? And so that will often keep us, like, in our own prison. Yeah, that's... 100% like I've definitely felt that myself as a creative person. I've felt stuck for so many reasons. You know, we feel stuck in if we're moms, we feel stuck because culture tells us we have to do it one way. And if we would pursue something that we feel passionate or about or called to, then people are going to have something to say about that. So it's just... It's so, it's so prevalent and whether it's, you know, a career-based thing or there are just, I think, a thousand examples there of are. it in yep, general. 100%. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I'm going to take a break to thank today's sponsors. Kyrgyz is committed to creating opportunities for the fine people of Kyrgyzstan. Each pair is handmade using centuries-old felting techniques, which will make your feet feel amazing. They not only make your feet feel great, but wearing Kyrgyz celebrates the cultural heritage of an ancient part of the world, and every pair is handcrafted by artisans who are paid a living wage and work in a safe and supportive work environment. Wool is a special natural material that is sustainable, renewable, naturally breathable, comfortable in all seasons, and odor and stain repellent. The natural properties of wool will always keep your feet the perfect temperature no matter the season. Your home is your sanctuary, and right now you might feel stuck at home more than usual. Whether you're now working at home or you are at home taking care of your kids during this time, Kyrgyz will help you make your home somewhere that you want to be. By putting on your Kyrgyz as you arrive home, you're signaling to yourself that you can leave the worries of the outside world out Side. Their newest model are Tengri's and they're unique. The felt in the Tengri's are softer and more pliable so they fit your feet like a warm hug and they have high backs with a pull-on tab. They fit snug on your feet and once you're in them you will not want to take them off. I can attest to this. I have two pairs of Kyrgyz and one pair are the new Tengri's model. I wear them constantly around the house. They make my days at home 
just that much cozier. And right now, more than ever, we all want our homes to feel like a safe and cozy place. So you can visit kyrgyz.com and use promo code MINIMALISH to get 15% off your order. That's K-Y-R-G-I-E-S dot com and use promo code MINIMALISH to get 15% off your order. I also want to thank Native. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which actually plugs your sweat glands? To keep you from sweating, that can't be safe, right? Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. Native has literally 9,000 five-star reviews, and they've been featured on The Today Show, Elle Magazine, Pop Sugar, just to name a few. Their products, like their five-star rated deodorant and their toothpaste, are formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc, and they're filled with ingredients that you can actually pronounce and understand. Their products have free shipping and returns, and they work. I love that I don't have to reapply for it to work, and it even keeps me smelling good while working out. It keeps working all day, and that's what I love about it most. Native is also excited about their relaunch of their toothpaste line. Most natural toothpastes feel like natural toothpaste. You know, they feel gritty, there's little to no foaming, and without that clean mouth feeling that you want to have after you brush your teeth. Native's toothpaste uses a special blend of naturally derived cleansers, flavors, and whiteners to deliver a great brushing experience without the trade-offs of other natural toothpaste. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MINIMALISH during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com with promo code MINIMALISH. All right, friend, let's get back to my conversation with Jennifer. What are some tangible steps if you want to share some things from the book or just steps that you have helped women walk through in general that we can take to get unstuck when fear is keeping us from doing those things that we yeah. want to do. So I've, I've cut the book, not cut it literally, but I've separated <laughs> the book into a couple of different sections. So the first part is determining if you are stuck, if you are overwhelmed or if you are fearful or scared. The second part is really figuring out how you got there because a lot of times we'll have like shame around that and we'll think it's totally my fault. And a lot of the ways that we end up being as an adult, they often aren't our fault. Like it's stuff that was passed down to us generationally. It's, um, you know, if you're really bad at marriage, you know, a lot of times you can look at your parents and see that they were really bad at marriage. And so a lot of stuff was handed to us. Um, and it's, we can't stay there forever. We, but I think once we get the, oh my gosh, this is why I behave the way I do. Because I saw my mother behave that way or I saw my father behave that way. I think just knowing sometimes where it came from can help get us to a point where, okay, but I don't want to stay here anymore and I really want to do better at this. So the whole part two is figuring out um, how you got where you are. Like one of the chapters is called Stuck People Keep People Stuck. And it's basically Mm -hmm. just talking about how Sometimes if you decide you're going to try to change your life, and for some people that might mean something huge. For other people, it just might mean like quitting smoking. Stopping going to the bar all the time. You know what I mean? Like I've had those couple of instances in my life. And it was interesting when Jason and my husband and I have made some shifts. Like we used to, you know, be in the bars all hours of the night and live a certain way. And our marriage was a wreck. And, um, and we decided, okay, we really wanted to stay married and we needed to clean up our life and we wanted to go to counseling and I wanted to start going to church. And we got a lot of pushback from people on that and a lot of, oh, that's how it is now. Oh, okay. Now you're too good for me type of resistance. And so I talk about that 
that um, in part too about, you know, people who are not growing, they do not want you to grow. They, they feel so much more comfortable if you stay stuck with them. So there's a whole chapter on that. And then I have a, one of my favorite chapters in the book is chapter six, where I talk about confidence. Because right now in the world, you can find, if you go to the Googles, is what I call it, and you Google like <laughs> courses on confidence, books on confidence, classes on confidence, Confidence is being sold to people left and right. And so many women are waiting and they're stuck waiting until they feel confident before they start a business, run a marathon, get a new job, adopt a kiddo, whatever it is. And the truth is they're waiting for something that they may never get. And confidence only comes by doing a thing you don't feel like you're capable of doing and then realizing, oh my gosh, I actually did that and I didn't die. And then you do it again and you realize, okay, I did that again and I didn't die. And then you start feeling a little bit of confidence and a little bit of confidence. And so it's interesting to me that so many people are waiting to do something until their feelings tell them it's okay, but our feelings are liars. Like right now, I can tell you, Desiree, that based on all the events going on in the world and the stress around launching my book without a book tour and all that stuff, my feelings want me to end this conversation with you in the next, you know, 10, 20 minutes or whatever and go straight to the refrigerator with a spoon and dig into raw chocolate chip cookie dough and eat to my heart's desire. Like that's how I feel. You know what I mean? But your feelings will often steer you in the wrong direction. And so many women are waiting until they feel a certain way before they do a certain thing. And you just literally cannot do that. And so that's part two. Part three of the book is um, determining if you really are ready to make a change in your life because change is hard. Staying stuck's easy. But there has to come a point where you realize, okay, I would rather go through the hard part of things changing than still staying stuck forever. So we talk about um, in part three, uh, I talk a lot to moms. And so I think you've got a lot of moms in your audience. And I talk about our responsibility as mothers to model courage for our children. And I talk about... Um, I'm a woman of faith, as you know, and so I talk about how we also have a responsibility to God on this side of heaven to, uh, if there's things on this side of heaven he needs for me to do, you know, my feelings really don't matter. Like the fact that I have a conference every year for women, I do not enjoy being on stage in front of people. I don't enjoy it at all. I love panels. I love talking one-on-one. Um, -on -one, I love podcasts, but I don't love having like a microphone and going through a slideshow, but yet I keep mm -hmm. doing it because I feel like I'm supposed to, if that makes sense. And then chapter four, the whole, you know, part four, just um, when you decide to make a change in your life and to really start going for some of the things that you want, um, what's going to happen? And usually that means crap's going to hit the fan. You're going to have a lot of resistance. It's like when you finally pay off your car and then like um, the furnace goes out in your house. You know, it's like that. It's like you finally, it's like taking two steps forward and then one step back. And so I just try to prepare women for what's actually going to happen when they start doing the things that they're actually scared to do and they start trying to get unstuck because things will happen. And I think that if you know that it's coming beforehand, then you're not so like sideswiped by it, if that makes sense. So that's a long answer to your very simple question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, that was so good. I mean, I, again, I feel like this whole time we're talking, I'm just nodding along and I think it's so relevant to any, any season of life and any, especially right now. And that's all, especially that's right now. all our minds are consumed with right now. But I just think that this idea that moving, moving beyond fear is really stepping outside of our comfort zone. You know, when I think of fear, I think about the feeling of fear is uncomfortable, but yeah. it makes us seek comfort instead of, you know, we're already uncomfortable if we're, if we're fearful. So why not like step outside of the comfort zone rather than, I don't know, go, go to the fridge and start yeah, overloading exactly. with cookie dough. 
Yes. Which I totally feel that. I th- <laughs> feel like stress eating is I totally all my feelings right now, or at least I'm wanting oh, yeah. I'm trying to stay in somewhat control of that. But yes, yeah, tempting. Absolutely. So with all of that said, let's let's talk a little bit about if someone's listening to this five months down the road and this is all a memory, <laughs> which I don't know if it will be, but if it is, you know, we're talking about the coronavirus and that's what we're in the middle of right now as we're speaking. Can you speak to this situation that we're in right now? Um, You know, I know that I don't think you're an infectious disease expert or anything like that, but I think that what you do have expertise in can, can help us in the way that, that we respond. So how can we as mothers, as, you know, working women, business women, whatever we are doing right now, whatever our roles are, how can we move forward when fear might be paralyzing us right now? So I know for me personally, I've had to take some time to grieve and get over it. Like I did kind of throw a hissy fit and literally cry and be sad because I have had a book tour get canceled. I've had a conference get canceled. My son, our oldest son, Noah, is a senior in high school. So his prom has been called off. We have two kids in high school, so their prom has been called off. Um, Noah's graduation is, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. We're waiting to hear. And so those are all big things. And I think for us to try to minimize that really does ourselves a disservice. So I think it's okay to grieve that. And and then we got to get on with it. Like, because there's still things that need to be done. You know what I'm saying? And so I've had my um, time of grieving and it's interesting because I think grief comes in waves. And so I'll feel myself being okay for a couple of days. And then I go right back to the ship's going down. We're all going to heck in a handbasket, you know? And, and so then I got to try to do what I can to kind of pick myself back up out of that. I know for me that I've had to really limit my consumption of a crisis information because um, I really want to lead the people that work for me, the people on my social media, the women that I'm coaching every month, the people you know that are are looking to me for just um, encouragement. I really want to lead them from a position of peace and not a position of panic. And if I consume too much content um, on the news and on my Facebook feed, then those feelings of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they start welling up super quickly. And so I personally have made the decision that um, – that I'm going to spend more time. I felt like God was nudging me to spend more time in prayer every day than I am in consumption. So um, that for me looks like, you know, having quiet time in the morning, praying more for my family than I am freaking out about what's about to happen to everyone. Um, Because the truth is like, we are all leaders somewhere, whether that's, you know, a leader in terms of you have a business or you have a platform on social media, or you're the leader of your home. And I love that example of like, have you ever heard people Desiree talk about, um, I said it on a Facebook live the other day. I used to be the most horrible flyer in the world. Like I hated flying and I was terrified of it. And um, that got broken off of me after we had kids. Cause you can't like be terrified when your children are watching you, you know what I mean? And then yeah. they need their sippy cups full and, and stuff opened and games. And so you just kind of get distracted into forgetting you're even flying. But I can remember when I used to fly and be so terrified, um, if there was any turbulence at all, I would immediately start looking at the face of the airline attendant. Because I knew that if we were about to go down, her unless she had a great poker face, I'd probably be able to tell. And so I would just stare at the woman's face and thinking, okay, until she panics, I'm not going to panic. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily have to be a woman. But you know what I mean? Like, And so I would watch the airline attendant's face for signs of because if that person looks like they're, you know, freaking out, then I know I probably need to freak out too. Well, I think that it's the same thing when we're in crisis mode like we are right now. I'm very aware of the fact that we have four children watching mom and dad. And if mom and dad start freaking out, those kids know that it's okay for them to freak out too. So Jason and I, my husband and I are really trying hard to just um, 
nothing is normal these days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're all home and trying to figure out how to juggle what that new normal means, but trying to just assure my children that life will go back to normal at some point. Um, we're going to do our part to, um, you know, <clears throat> self-insulate, stay safe, but we're also not going to cower in fear. And because we're a family that's rooted in faith, we're going to make sure that we are looking at the Bible for guidance more than, you know, CNN or CNBC or whatever those channels are. And so, you know, um, fear can easily control everything that you do right now based on what you're consuming. And so I really encourage people to turn it off. Like I called it yesterday on a Facebook live. Like I need the anointing of the turn off, like turn off the news, turn off Facebook, turn off anything that's causing like to incite those fears of panic in me. And it's not that I'm burying my head in the sand, but it's that I've got to guard my heart and my mind because otherwise I can fall off the rails just as quickly as the next girl. So I'm not being, um, you know, denying what's happening. I just can't consume it 24 seven. So. Yeah. I think that is, I mean, it's sending me into panic every time I consume so I can totally relate. I have this thing where I, I realized that today I needed to like go in my car to be, <laughs> to be away from the noise, to be like, what is going on with me? I need to figure this out because I have a two year old and she can sense that I'm a mess, you know? So I realized that I'm, I'm trying to figure out something that nobody has figured out right now. And I, I want to know it all when I can't. And, you know, there's nothing else that I can do. I think there's nothing else that we can do just as a whole other than to really accept that this is, <laughs> this is the situation and, and lean on for me, lean on God for, you know, that just like you said, like yeah. really seek him in this time. And, and that does bring peace. It, it might be peace that we have to lean on again and again, day after day, because then the panic comes back in, but we gotta it, fight it's peace. there. You got to fight for peace because fear does want to be the boss of you, especially at a time such as this. So it's like a continual fight for peace, um, over panic. And, um, and so, yeah, just know that I'm in the trenches with you, girl. I mean, the thing is we're all in this together. You know what I mean? Nobody's ever gone through something like this. So it's not like some people have an advantage or anything like that. We are all, you know, just at, on the same playing field. And, um, and so we're in it together and we're better together. So we're going to make it. That's, I, I keep repeating that a hundred times a day. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. <laughs> we, we are. And I'm, I'm so encouraged and so glad that I got to talk with you today on this subject specifically. I, I've, it's, it's definitely like the bright spot in my week. So I'm, I'm grateful for you. Well, thank you for that. And I appreciate you letting me come on and talk about it. Tell them where to go for your book and where to find you online and everything like that. Sure. So the book is supposed to be coming out on April 7th. I'm not sure when the podcast is coming out, but the book is supposed to be coming out on April 7th. And we have been sending um, everybody to Amazon just to type in Jennifer Allwood or Fear's Not the Boss of You. But if you go to jenniferallwood.com slash book, um, because Amazon, you know, has kind of made some interesting announcements in the last couple of days. Right now, we think that they're still fulfilling all the orders on April 7th. But just in case, go to jenniferallwood.com slash book. And um, if anything has changed and we'd prefer you order from somebody else like Barnes and Noble so that you get it right off the bat, we'll let you know there. But yeah, I would appreciate um, 
I'd appreciate that. If you're someone that's fighting with fear right now, I hope that my book can be a service to you. Yeah, and perfect timing. And it just sounds like it can take us through a journey that would be perfect for right now and also to take with us into whatever situations we're going through in life. So I have two questions, though, that I ask every guest, so I can't let you leave until I ask them. And the first one is, you know, on this podcast, we talk about intentional living and we also talk about minimalism. So what is something that you're simplifying in your life? life right now? Oh, my schedule, girl. Heck yeah. I'm just clearing it out left and right. I had an appointment this afternoon after you and I were talking. Um, but I just, I just told my team today, I can't do another meeting today. I'm sorry. And I'm just trying to say no to anything that I don't have to say yes to on my schedule right now. So yeah, I am simplifying my schedule. I have to because nothing, it'd be different if things were like they were a couple of weeks ago, but they're not now. And because of that, I got to give myself some grace and my family needs some grace and my family needs me. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm simplifying the schedule. That's my final answer. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and my second question is, what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? Well, obviously, I can't quit talking about my book because that's what all the people are having me on for and stuff. But gosh, I should have I should have looked at this question and prepared something. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> like, does that's she okay. Need, like, a really deep answer, or does she need something basic like you know those potato chips that are made out of real potatoes? You know the ones I'm talking about? They're at like the Whole Foods and stuff, and they're like red potatoes cut into potato chips. Like those, yes. I think we're talking about those, even though I can't think of the name right now. I also can't talk, been talking about menopause because that's, <laughs> forget the name of the chips. So there's that. Um, I've had the weirdest thing happen in my life in the last six months where I've lost half of my hair. You can see me right now. Your listeners can't, but I have, a, I still have what a lot of people would say is a lot of hair, but it's not nearly as much as I used to. And, um, and there's a whole lot of reasons that we think that I have lost half my hair in the last six months. So if somebody wants to follow me on Instagram, I can't quit talking about that either. A lot of that I think is product related. So I'm trying to shed some light on that. So, so that's one thing too. So potato chips, menopause and hair loss. Those are things I can't quit talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I have seen you talking about the the hair thing on Instagram, and it's crazy. So it is crazy. You're seeing me right now, but I've got like extensions in. So literally, like, and I take these out, and I'll have like half my hair. But anyhow, it's gonna come back. It's gonna be fine. Everything's fine here. But it's just it's so frustrating. So <laughs> anyhow, I hope that that was a helpful answer. It was. It was. And this has just been such a beautiful, helpful conversation, really, for me. And I know it will be for listeners. It's just encouraging. It's encouraging in a time when we need it most. I appreciate you so much. Thanks, Desiree, for having me. All right, friend. I hope that this episode was encouraging to you today. I hope it really kind of lifted you up in a time where we might all be feeling a little bit down, a little bit confused, a little bit afraid. I hope it gave you some inspiration to move forward from that. And I also hope that it encouraged you for any situation in your life that you might be facing right now. That's all I have for today's episode. If you loved it, if it inspired you in some way, if it motivated you, if it encouraged you, would you share it with a friend? You could text it to them. You could share it out on Instagram. I'm thankful for that. That helps other women stumble upon Minimalish. And I am grateful for you. I'm grateful that you're here, that you're listening. And I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.